1: Welcome to another episode of Two Slips in a Gully. I am Aaron and I am joined by Glenn this evening. Hello, everybody. How are you today, Glenn? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Are you, um, are you primed? Are you ready for this weekend? Uh, yes. Yes. Well, I'm, I should say Friday. Back Friday. To being, be...
0: Back to being available again. <laughs> I've been the most sporadic person this year. Um, I've been everyone that I... Um, Previously hated on.
1: Yeah, you've been so, a.
0: For those of you who have followed our
1: um, followed us for a while, we had the local cricket heroes, and one of them was the uh, ghosts of summer, yeah. which was always the guy that rocked up and said he was available, and then just never seemed to be here. You were yeah. you were ghosting us
0: this year. Yeah, you? a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> um, but back to relatively normal. It's just the gigs are coming on Saturdays. Got to make some money. Yeah,
1: working hard for the money.
0: Well, not really, but that's the point. It's what you tell them, though. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd, I'd probably not worry about the money and, and just play cricket. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, also, uh, pretty exciting Friday afternoon, first test. Yeah. First since 1998 in Pakistan. You, uh, mm. it's at a great time for Australian audiences. Mm. Nice, lazy afternoon on Friday, getting settled in, and then it'll go deep into the night, probably, what, about midnightish ish where it'll finish. Mm. It's a great time to be it's watching like, cricket. It's like Perth time. And it's not like super late at night that you're like, yeah. oh, I really need to go to bed because I've got to get up in the morning. It's like midnight's mm. midnight's a pretty good knockoff time. Yeah, exactly. I'm, we you should know, be playing I mean, in Pakistan all the
0: time. You know, yeah. If If you knock off, if you really need to get up early, you just maybe don't, you know. Watch the last hour, but that that'll be about it.
1: Yeah, you've you've smashed out nearly yeah. a whole night of cricket, and, and, it's, still, and, the, and it, it's still tonight. It's not if even it's tomorrow. Day yet.
0: five, and all three results are you know still in the in the running. You're probably staying up that extra hour. And, yeah. the, and the good thing about it too is I don't think so. We've got Friday night, Saturday
1: night, Sunday night, Monday night. Mm. I I can even if it goes late. Like I start work pretty early on on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays. So yeah. And uh, I'd probably stay up until midnight to yeah. to watch the end of a test and still not feel well, that yeah, bad about having to get up early to go to work. So it's great. And you
0: still wouldn't worry about the fact that, you know, you've talked about it on a podcast and, uh, you know, you then had to worry, you, you, you ring up your boss and go, yeah, I'm really sick. <laughs> nah, no, no. If, if it were a midnight
1: finish, I'd still show up. So uh, that's what's yeah. great about playing in Pakistan. We should have. Why did we ever stop?
0: Exactly. I do not know anyone who does that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so before we jump into the nuts and bolts of this episode, I'd like to give the South Africans a bit of a shout-out. They're, um, they're having a good time. They've faced off against um, both World Test Championship finalists, mm-hmm. and uh, they drew the series against New Zealand. They fought back well after getting... Uh, Getting stumped a bit in the first test. Yep. Um, and I think that means that they've... Discovered to, themselves a new opener. To, to my knowledge, they haven't lost a series to New Zealand. All right. Ever.
0: Ever. It's pretty big.
1: Really? Ever. Anywhere? Anywhere. Okay. I don't think they've lost a series. Could be wrong. Right. It might just be in New Zealand, but I'm pretty sure what I read was that they haven't lost a series to New Zealand ever. All right? And, of course, they um, they beat India at home. So they've actually had a pretty good start to the World Test mm. Championship 22-23. Uh, yeah. Uh, which is very
0: exciting. Maybe it's them. those Invictus vibes just, like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, I yeah. think their, their rebuild's coming along. Uh, Kigizo yeah. Rabada is, uh, again, just reminded everyone how good a bowler he is. He is now uh, – he has the lowest strike rate in the history of Test cricket for anyone that's taken – Two, Over 200 wickets, 200 wickets. That, about yeah. 40.7, I think. So, so that's anyone. Anyone. That's crazy. Um, would, yeah. yeah, that's he's definitely class. And I think uh, you know, battled a few injuries and some unavailabilities, and sort of in mm.
0: and South Africa, obviously, sort of so waning they, in. In so he's pipped Dale Stane. He's you know, um, how well, well? he's pipped everyone. Yeah, yeah. So he's still got a yeah, lot I'm of I'm career. I'm just going. trying to name some people that he's better um, than, but he's better than everyone. Yeah, well, they've got some. South Africa
1: seems to be able to find guys that know how to take wickets quickly because uh, Stain that. and Donald both have strike
0: rates in the very low forties. Well, the, the strike bowlers, you know, not not so much the metronomic ones. That seems to be the the kind that we produce over here. But they're yeah. they're more the guy who's going to crush your shoe. Yeah, they'll find the, guys that will, will rip, break your head,
1: rip the heart out of a team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but no, really good. We're really excited. Um, I've always said for a long time that my Favourite team that's not Australia would be South Africa. I like the way that they, especially yeah. that Graham Smith era South African team. I really love watching them go about it. Graham Smith, you know, yeah. De Villiers, Callis, Amla, uh, you know, Stain, Warhol, Philander.
0: There's those a lot of guys. respect there, yeah. Um, I mean, they're more New Zealand, I guess.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, there's a lot of respect for Richard Hadley out there and, and Kane Williamson and those guys.
1: Yeah, yeah. it should be said that uh, New Zealand were playing without Kane Williamson, who was injured, but uh, still. Yeah, uh, big job, especially after New Zealand roundly thumped them in the first game to come back and come back hard, and and again I, I, South Africa had thumped them just as yeah. much as they got thumped in the first game. Just
0: so. a few name, new names coming through as well for them. Who, you know, the uh, centurion, the opener, uh, I forget his name. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so he had a
1: rough, rough um, first test, but then I'll, four hard and scored that uh, that century. Yeah, and then yeah. Um, I'm going to look it up. Uh, keep, keep, keep talking Varen, the yeah. wicket keeper I think that's how yeah. his name is he scored a a big second or yeah third innings hundred to really set the game up yeah. and then yeah Rabada and uh, those guys really did a great job in the fourth innings to restrict New Zealand and mm. get them all out it's a great great test match
0: yeah
1: you stay up watching that one I don't have to stay up it's in New Zealand it's actually all right. <laughs> it's on during the day so uh, I missed most of it with work, but I was uh, sneaking a few... Yeah, looks here and there. Looks here and there of what was going on. Yeah, nice. So, yeah, big shout-out to them, and hopefully we see South Africa at the pointy end of the uh, World Test Championship ladder when it's all said and done. It's, the, you know, most pundits would have been looking at that schedule going India at home and then away to New Zealand. They would have been expecting both of those to probably have been losses, and uh, South Africa's coming out of that with you know, a series win and a drawn series, so... Uh, that's, that's pretty big, pretty big for them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to put them instead. And now they just win the test matches that they should be winning through that cycle. And, you know, you know, it's all based on percentage points now. So they, you know, get those series against teams that they absolutely should be monstering and go and monster them. Mm. Um, could come out of it uh, uh, looking really good. Mm. Yeah, it's refreshing. So uh, yeah, well we'll uh, we'll jump forward now. Start talking about some uh, some things that are coming up. So as we alluded to, we've got the first test against Pakistan at Rawalpindi coming up on Friday, 4 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited about that. We're going to have one final look at uh, the the shape of the series, give you our final thoughts heading into it, and uh, and then after that, because of uh, in respect of all the subcontinent games that we're going to be playing this year, we thought that Glenn and I would throw together. If we were going to pick any Australian from history to make a test squad to go over to tour the subcontinent to come away with a with a win because the subcontinent's been a it's been the final frontier for Australian teams we haven't mm-hmm. really conquered it too well so yep. if we were going to pick the best players that were suited the subcontinent conditions to uh, what would we what would we need and uh, so we were throwing together an eleven
0: each so and uh, so I found the guy I'm t- I was thinking about like about five minutes ago. Yep. <laughs> uh, his name is Sorel Erweek. I'm not sure of the pronunciation, yeah, but a, yes. It's a difficult one. Yeah. He, he looked really
1: good. I watched, I watched a bit of that. Well, I looked him
0: up and I still don't know what, what his name is.
1: He looked to be really strong on the yeah. uh, front foot, hitting through sort of cover mid-off regions, like really sort yeah. of dominated that sort of that drive. But yeah, he was good to watch. Uh, hopefully he sticks around and um, fills his boots. Yeah. All right, guys, we'll, we'll get cracking into it right after this. Yeah. The pressure was too much. In uh, news today that I've uh, just noticed about the series between Pakistan and Australia that is coming up, they've given it a name, Glenn. Mm. Yeah. You know, like the Gavaskar Trophy or the Chapel Hadley Trophy that's now, yeah. got, um, it's now got its own name. Okay. Do you know, have a, want to a hazard a guess on who it would be? What,
0: uh, um, well, I don't know. You, you just told me, but, you know, it's just gone out of my brain. So, um, yeah. Uh,
1: so it's going to be called the uh, Benno Kadir Trophy. Right. Which I think is kind of cool. That's good. Two spinners. Richie I- Benno getting some love, mm-hmm. you know, especially considering we just spent a whole episode talking about him last time. Yeah. Great to see the, the big man getting his name on a trophy. So that's great to see. So the yep. Australian squad that is about to try and win the uh, inaugural Ben O'Kadir trophy. Obviously, he's Pat Cummins, the captain, Ashton Agar, Scott Boland, Alex Carey, Cameron Green, Marcus Harris, Josh Hazelwood, Travis Head, Josh Inglis, Usman Kawaja, which would be big for him getting to play um, a test match on his home nation, Marnus Labuschagne, Nathan Lyon, Mitchell Marsh, Michael Nisa, Steve Smith, Mitchell Stark, Mitchell Swepson, and David Warner. Mm-hmm. So those are the heroes that are going over there to try and win this trophy. And... Um, you now, to be honest, I've got a little bit of trepidation about this series. I, uh, it's been the first time Australia's toured since the 2019 Ashes. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as we're very much patting ourselves on the back about a, a 4-0 Ashes victory, I wouldn't say that really any of our batsmen did a terrific job. Mm-hmm. You know, Labashain, or with the exception of Travis Head, obviously, with his, his big hundreds, but, you know, Smith was largely ineffective. Warner had a couple of 90s early on but then faded laber yeah. had that 100, but he took four chances for him to get there, and then Mark Wood sort of worked him over. So there are a bit of question marks coming into this, and it's yeah, foreign yeah, conditions. I'd agree. I'd
0: agree. I mean, yeah, Smith has his average dipped below 60. <laughs> um, same with Marners. Um, I think Smith's only averaging about 36,
1: though, since the Ashes. So mm-hmm. yeah. it has been a bit of a dry spell. It'll be a big series for Smith. He'll want to get in there um, and, and have a crack. And they've been showing pictures of the of the upcoming pitch, and and to be honest, it looks like it's definitely one that you want to win the choice of bat first. It mm-hmm. looks like a. It's not a cricket
0: pitch. It looks a, like
1: a bit of a yeah. highway. Yeah, that being right. said, Pakistan historically have had uh, propensities to have pitches that will end up reverse swinging early.
0: Yeah. So
1: um, that could be a big factor in this, and um, which could play right into Mitchell Stark's hands, because I would think if I was the Australian selector that I would have – Cummins is obviously going to play every game that he's fit for, and I would think Hazelwood would probably be the next guy Mm -hmm. if they were going to go – and if they were going to go with 2 frontline spinners, Stark would probably be the guy that fell out and then you'd use Cameron Green as your third seam option. But uh, if it's going to be a pitch that looks like you could get a lot of reverse swing, that might play into Mitchell Stark's hand who uh, typically has bowled well when he can get the ball to reverse swing. So Mm. Stark, again, Mm -hmm. could uh, add to his – Alan Border medal winning exploits of this year with a um, strong series in, the, in over in Pakistan if reverse swing is the play factor
0: mm. yeah
1: sure uh, <laughs> I suppose from there as well looking at Pakistan they're going to have uh, a lot of responsibility on Barbara's arm shoulders who's uh, who's played well against Australia unless Josh Hazelwood was bowling Josh Hazelwood sort of averages 10 I believe. Right. against Babar Azam, mm. but uh, Azam is you know over in Australian it's, conditions. It's a
0: different, good. yeah, it's a different game over there though. Like um, I think Josh Hazelwood relies on bounce a lot to get his wickets. Um, I don't know, I don't know. I haven't seen the pitch, but yeah, it tends to be not that you, you tend to be able to prop onto the front foot a lot more confidently. And I think maybe that was the adjustment that that Azam failed to make when he was over here last.
1: Yeah. He's definitely got a picturesque technique. So if Australia don't handle him early, he could cause all sorts of problems for, for their bowlers, especially if the, the pitch ends up being one that is more war of attrition than fast bowlers paradise, which is what we sort of were expecting. It was to, something that would suit both, so both sides because they well, Pakistan have quite an impressive fast bowler battery, So there was this sort of talk, especially coming from Pakistan as well, they were talking about that, um, you know, we're going to produce pitches that will suit our impressive bowlers and, you know, I'm not the best at reading wickets, but the pictures that I've seen, you know, a couple of days out are showing a very sort of that real beige... What's of yeah. cracks spidering through it like a very the
0: reflection of the sun's coming <laughs> off it and you know like... it's,
1: it's looking it's not looking much tinge yeah. of anything. It's looking very yeah. flat, very hard and yeah. like one that may end up breaking up.
0: So yeah. drive your car on it. Mm.
1: <laughs> Land yeah. a plane on it.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> so what what would you go with? Would you uh, maybe think about the, the two front-line spinners? Is, is Schwepson going to get a run? or? Uh,
1: to be honest, At the moment, I'd still be sticking with plan A. I would be thinking maybe reverse swing being yeah. more of a, a thing. So I'd probably still stick with what I've got. And then if I needed more looking to guys like Marnus and Smith to
0: maybe offer a little bit, maybe a bit yeah. of Travis Head... Um, well, we do. Yeah, we have quite a, an abundance of part-timers within our regular batting lineup. So that's um, that's not helping old Mitchell Swepson, is it? That, that being said, um,
1: though, I have heard whispers, and nothing substantiated by anyone, obviously in Cricket Australia. But I've been hearing whispers that Agar might be a player that might be pipping the rest of the field as that second-in-line spinner. Yeah, going someone that just turned to,
0: to bat at seven.
1: Maybe to bat at eight. I'm not sure, but going is right. that. Um, oh, okay. Like that extra. Like if they're going to go with a, a, an extra spinning option, they'd yeah. have two
0: quicks, two spinners, and takes the ball away from the right hander. Mm. Yeah. And then line obviously takes it into the right hander. So that, no, they've got Cameron Green as well, so they've got a third seam option regardless.
1: So, um, which would be a shame because I think who switch, misses out?
0: Who do you say? Uh,
1: well, again, I know. think that if. Well, you, you can imagine that maybe they'd go Cummins plays, green plays, and then Hazelwood misses out because they've got two right-arm quick bowlers yeah. and then Stark offers them something different, bit of reverse swing, bit of extra bounce, yeah. you know, left-arm option. So you could end up with a Cummins-Stark, hmm. two spinners, either Agar line or yeah, Slips and line. Yeah, but then it's, you, you know, you've, got,
0: you've got Hazelwood with that record over Bubba arm And, as well, and Hazelwood's a guy that you can
1: plug in and just go, we just need to build pressure. Yeah, exactly. And and as much as I love Starkey, he's not a bowler that you give if you want to build pressure. No.
0: Um,
1: so mm-hmm. I think yeah, they might go. If I was the selector, I would run with Hazelwood and Cummins. Mm-hmm. They would be my automatic picks. Then depending on the wicket, if it's an extra quick, have yeah. a look at Stark. Um, if it's uh, something that you think that spin's going to come into it, then I'd be looking um, swemps mm-hmm. and Agar. Oh. I really like Ashton Agar, and I can get on board with that choice because he also offers a lot with the bat. But mm. it would be kind of mean for Swepson, who's, again, been doing that job, been around he's the been team the, for a little while. Mate. He's
0: and, been the bridesmaid. He's been the Michael Neeson.
1: <laughs> and and oh. he, he's a guy that does take the ball away from right-handers. So
0: Yeah, yeah so. I don't know. I just, yeah, I, I, I tend to go Swepson, I think. He just I, I've got nothing against Agar, but I don't see him... Turning it, I think he relies a lot on on bounce and and uh, uh, you know traditionally the subcontinent does not have that that much bounce for your spinner. Um, but it all depends on the pitch, I suppose.
1: I suppose being a left arm bowler, he might have not obviously not as much as Mitchell Stark, but may well, create yeah, different some...
0: angles. He's definitely got better control than Swepson.
1: But he also might create some rough for Nathan Lyon coming on that side. Mm. Different things, but yeah, I, I would I would like to think that Swepson being the wrist spinner offering a, an attacking option. Yeah, if you're going to go with Hazelwood to be that guy, that if things start to go a bit awry, you can sort of just settle into a dry line. And obviously Cummins being Cummins. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, it'll be interesting. see. It's going to be fantastic to to see how everyone rolls out. It's, I think coverage you, starts at three thirty. But you don't
0: think they'll do that at all. Do you think they'll just go with the.
1: The well, obviously, it'll depend. On, it'll depend on the pitch when they get there. If it, yeah. I, I would be leaning towards probably a same lineup, running the three quicks, yep. um, waiting for the reverse swing, and mm. then using part timers to fill in any gaps with uh, they need if they need extra spin options. But, yep. and, but I don't say that with any mm. any degree of confidence. This is obviously a few days out from the from the game, so they could yep. get they could get there on Friday morning and go, yeah, we need spins, so mm. someone misses out. Yeah,
0: and a big moment for, for Usman, Khawaja.
1: Who looks set to uh, maintain
0: maintain spot at the top of the order. Yeah, and so and he will play in Pakistan, his um, home country. Um, yeah, yeah so, big, against un-
1: Pakistan. Un- unfortunately, with all of the security precautions they've got, he hasn't been able to interact with any of his family from Pakistan. Right. Um, they were talking to him um, yesterday, the day before, and he said, I, I understand why, it's a little disappointing, but... Um, and I'm just happy to be
0: to yeah. be here and I can I should say country of birth. Yeah. He's an Australian now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, and and um, you know, obviously anyone who's listened to the podcast for any period of time has listened to many a rant from me from Usman Khawaja. Yeah. Um and, and I'm happy we, for, we just never stopped believing it. I'm happy for his sake that he's put the runs on the board, he's got given a go, and he's made it stick. Well we thought it was done. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. um, And many a, I'm I'm very happy that he's come back. He's got given that crack in Sydney, and he took it with both hands, and now gets rewarded with a a really historic moment for not only him but for you know for Pakistan cricket, Mm -hmm. and he gets to be there to 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 see that. Uh, Yeah, while I still maintain that he. Every every right to be dropped, and his form wasn't up to it. But there's no doubt that yeah. since the last eighteen months, he's been scoring plenty of runs for Queensland. And when you go and score hundreds in the same test, it's uh, hard for you to go anywhere. So yeah. uh, the last time we played over the subcontinent was that uh, open batting, what the 160 odd, that to sort of save the game against Pakistan over in the UAE. So yeah. hopefully Uzman that was a wonderful inning. Taps into into that and has a a series to to remember and. Yeah, you know, he has gotten a lot better against spin. There's obviously less days ahead of Usman Khawaja in terms of his cricket career, career than there is behind him. So hopefully he has a bit of a renaissance, like a Chris Rogers renaissance, and really yep. finish his career with a with a flurry, as opposed to just a few spotty innings and mm. and and fading out. Get that career it, average up above forty. <laughs> It'll be good to see him to to just march on and just have a real strong period. Yeah. In his late thirties. I think it
0: is up about forty now.
1: It would no. be now. It was on. Yeah. It was on forty when he came in. And he scored those those twin hundreds. He, yeah. did, he didn't really do anything at Hobart, but that wouldn't have dropped his average below forty. No. No. Uh, so yeah. predictions.
0: How do you think we're going to go? Uh, I think it's going to be a tough one. Um, hmm. I think we can get it done. But it's, it's not going to be as easy as the Ashes, put it that way. Um, I think, is it a three-test series it is? Yes. Yeah. Um, I think we'll probably lose the first one, and I think we might win the next two. So 2-1. Oh,
1: uh, I think it's
0: going to be a drawn series. I think we're going to be one all draw. Yeah, that's, that's fair too. Yeah. Um, I just think it always takes a little while for to, to get used to the conditions, mm. and, and we're not used to touring, so yeah, exactly. It's going to be it's
1: going to be a, a real big learning curve. Um, so, mm. and, and Pakistan will be just just rabid with energy to try and win this series. Yeah, and they, they've got
0: a good side. Like they they have improved out of sight from the side that toured our shores a couple of years ago. Um,
1: Shaheen Shah Rafridi is probably you'd have to argue would be. Top three, mm. um, all format bowler in the world right now. There wouldn't be that many that are, that yeah. are better
0: than. Well, he's, he's taking his wickets for less than twenty in the last. Yeah, in the last couple of years. So basically, since we saw him last. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they've got the other young guys coming through. Um, yeah, and they've got a, a decent spinner there
1: as well. So yeah, they're a great young side on the up. So it's going to be a fantastic series to watch. Just before we move on, just a, a shout out to just how well. I mean, obviously the big thing with going to Pakistan has always been around the security. They've had a number of security pullouts um, mm-hmm. recently, and everything coming out of the of the Australian camp is just how absolutely wonderfully they've been treated over there. How they've Feel perfectly safe. They've just recently had a barbecue as a team, and that like their security guards are present, but manage to be present without overbearing. So they feel like they're you know free and mm. just enjoying the the landscape, but they're they're perfectly safe. And, um, and Ashton Agar actually got a, a well, Ashton Agar's partner received a, a death threat for on behalf of Ashton and it was reported straight away, and Pakistan investigated, like the Pakistan Security Services investigated and basically linked it to a fake Instagram account that was held by an Indian national with what seemed to be the uh, idea of just tanking this series. Yeah, right. Um, you know, they, they'd make that death threat. Australia would see the death threat, and they'd pull out, and then they'd ruin cricket in Pakistan, which is really, really disappointing. But I'm really happy to see that not that they took the threat, they analysed it, they came back with a comprehensive answer straight away everyone was happy um, and Australia had the you know the strength of character to not just jump at shadows and and allowed the Pakistan security infrastructure to do their job and yeah. we didn't end up missing out on a historic cr- game of cricket because we jumped the gun too early and just some um, Random Indian that can't be happy with Pakistan having anything nice, ruining it for everyone, and not actually a credible threat. So, yeah. big congratulations to Pakistan, and, and hopefully in time, all of these precautions won't be necessary, and we can mm. just uh, get around to just enjoying cricket in your in your country, free of yeah any uh, threats like that. But for the time being, it's, it's great. great to see I'm, that it's. I'm been, looking
0: forward to seeing the 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 crowd, the Pakistani crowd, and. I'm sure they'll be looking forward to – it's not COVID locked out, is it? Please tell me it's not. I have no idea. I suppose we'll find out in a couple of days, won't we? I don't know. Yeah, there's something really nice about um, our mutual bond of cricket. It's it's great when you get, to, when you get people that you meet here in Australia and uh, you can tell that they're from, uh, you know, Sri Lanka, India – Pakistan, and then you just strike up a conversation and you realise that they sit around with their mates all the time as well and have exactly the same conversations with slightly different allegiances.
1: And, and it's great too because um, um, one thing about about the, the subcontinent nations and most of Australia is culturally they are so different. Yeah. There's not a lot I of know, similarities. Yeah, but exactly, if you, yeah, you yeah. manage to find one of them that uh, really enjoys their cricket, you just that's it you're just yeah. brothers in arms exactly. and it's great yep. about uh, yep. having a, a world game like that is that uh, mm. you can you can find friends just about anywhere yeah cool okay. we'll uh, we will move on from this and we'll <laughs> uh, we'll have a crack at uh, putting together an 11 that we think would uh, storm the subcontinent and get Australia a, a win which is one that's uh, they that are fleeting at best go
0: straight down the throat at first slip.
1: For this segment, we're going to have a bit of a chat about uh, Australian teams to the subcontinent. Uh, mm. Like we've talked about, it's been a bit of a uh, it's been it's been an arid environment for Australian cricketers. Some it's sprinkled with some really great performances, but it's, yeah. it hasn't been a happy hunting ground no. for
0: us success-wise. I think we've only won in India uh, once in living memory for me, um, which was the two thousand and four. Tour, i believe and we obviously haven't played in pakistan since uh
1: 1998 yes um Sri lanka we've done a bit better in not so much in recent times but uh especially for i suppose execution of individual skills um you know guys like ponting historically have struggled in india brent mm. lee has a really bad average over in in the subcontinent um yeah. you know Places like that. So it's been hard not only as a team to win, but for some players that are typically you know, really high up the food chain mm-hmm. in terms of their, their yeah. impact on the international level, it's been, a it's been hard.
0: Ricky Ponting just couldn't. Like, he made Harper John's look like he was bowling hand grenades. <laughs> um, yeah. Who, I mean, a guy who is very good in his own conditions. Um, so should I rattle off my team first? All right. We'll go with you. I'll, I'll give you little reasons for, that, for my selections. Sounds uh, good. Well, um, I'm going to go with Mark Taylor up the top. Uh, I'm basing that largely on the fact that he scored a 334 not out uh, in Pakistan and also that he was the captain of the side at that time and he uh, won that series, I believe, and it's the first time that they won in Pakistan for a long, long time. Um so, yeah, and I, I really think that Mark Taylor is probably one of our best tactical captains. So he's captaining your side as well? Probably, yes. I don't know. There's a few captain candidates as, as we go down. Uh, so he's going to open with uh, Matthew Hayden. I don't know whether that ever actually happened, Mark Taylor Matthew Hayden. would have been close um, with the eras overlapping, but, yeah, um, not sure. Anyway, um, I remember him having a really good tour of India in 2001, and I think he went back over in 2004, had a pretty good series as well. Can't remember that series, but I remember he really stood up in, in 01. Um, Dean Jones. I'm going to have Dean Jones at number three. You probably will too um, on the basis that um, he just kept going that one time. And... Uh <laughs> I don't know the rest of his record over there, but when you make a double hundred in the circumstances that he did... It's really good. You've got to have him. Like, you're you're just like, yeah. Anyway, I'll take your word for it, and (laughs) and I'm sure you'll be able to go into more statistical reasons than me, because, as usual, I've just gone off the top of my head. Um, Then I'm going to have Damien Martin uh, at four. Uh, He had a really, really good... 2004 in India um, he's just a stylist I yeah and you wouldn't have thought that he would go well over there because he's not traditionally thought of as a good player of spin
1: he's actually got a really I think David Martin gets overlooked quite a lot because he doesn't uh, he scored a lot of really important innings overseas and I suppose he yeah that part time of his career where people could see a lot of Australian cricket but not a lot of overseas crickets unless yeah. you were you had know, pay TV you weren't really <laughs> yeah. uh, privileged you get, you to get, sort of see it and you
0: get so, your dad like looking up looking at the Australian here I don't know why they picked this guy He's got um, a stupid haircut.
1: <laughs> he's got 400s yeah. and 350s at an average of 45 in the subcontinent. So that's – yeah, per, and that's I, th- I think that's better than his career average. Yeah. I think his career average is about 44. Oh, no, high
0: high 40s. High 40s, were high 40s it? Zero. I know it was around yeah.
1: that sort of 44 I mean, to
0: 46. Yeah, yeah. But that's pretty good. I'd take that. It's not it's not incredible, but, I, yeah, I do remember him having a couple of good series. Uh, at five, I'm going to take uh, Michael Clark. Um, I just remember his debut series, 2004, against India. He got back-to-back hundreds. His so... debut hundreds there. Yep. Um, and just traditionally a really good player of spin, and he also got six for nine in a test over there with the ball. So, uh, um, I don't know. He's, he's, he got a few, like, really weird, like, bags of wickets over there um, and against India. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he is also a cap, uh, camp, captain candidate. Um, but, yeah, we'll move on for now. I, I think I'd st- still stick with Taylor. Um, and then I'm going to go Alan Border. I don't know about his record in the subcontinent, but uh, he's just got he's just tough as nails. So he's just got the kind of character that you need over there. He's
1: just shy of 1,800 runs.
0: Yeah, right. Uh, with 600s and 850s.
1: Yeah, I knew that in in Asia. So uh, (laughs) yeah,
0: yeah, I had a feeling that he had a good record over there, um, but I
1: grumpy had a good record everywhere, really. Yeah, I I don't think he had. I I think. I think there's some ridiculous statistic that he averages fifty against every team, almost, or yeah, or, or forty-eight oh. is the lowest he averages against a particular. T- like it's yeah. So
0: all the way around the world. Yeah, border, border was great. Are we just going to pick the same team? Here? Not quite. But, You've got but, a couple is, of different is that what ones. Ha- what's happening? Um, okay, um, I didn't really think that much about my keeper, but I just I just put in Gilchrist because, um, and I know that I remember him not having such great series over there, but. I don't know, I just can't go past Gilly. Like, who else do you pick over there? Heels, as a good keeper, not not, not to contribute with the bat. I suppose it is important to have a good keeper over there. Um, I don't know, Haddon? Haddon probably didn't tour much over there. Gilly's no mug. Yeah. Um, just trying to think, going back further, Rodmarsh. I don't know. Um, yeah, we'll just put Gilly in. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's, he's no bug. He can, he can play the game of cricket, Adam Gilchrist. Um, so, and then I uh, got to the bowlers, and I know that Shane Warne doesn't have a great record, so I, I left him out, actually. So, um, I'm going to go, and I think you could almost probably have predicted this for me. I'm going to take Gollard Miller because <laughs> <laughs> he can bowl a bit of seam up and then change to off spin and that just give you that much versatility um he and he was really he was really a good off spinner he wasn't an amazing seam up bowler but you don't need that much over there um so yeah I'm going with him uh and then I'm going to go with Michael Kasprabits uh I remember him having a couple of good series over there Oh, maybe only one that I can think of. But I remember, like, they, they just went to to him and, yeah, for some reason he bowled consistently well in India. That's completely off memory, so you can prove me wrong <laughs> with your statistics when we come back. Um, and then I went with McGill instead of Warren because he – and I don't know his numbers again, but I feel like McGill he used uh, – spin a lot more than than worn You know, Warren did have the occasional big turning delivery, but it was mostly the the bounce and the drift that got you with Warren, whereas uh, McGill has that big ripping leg break um, that I think would be very handy over there, and he's also got that one that goes straight on, which, yeah, that was pretty much his game. Uh, and then I just went with McGrath. Pretty guess, safe bet. You can't really have a side without McGrath. He, he would have been good over there, I imagine. Uh, my twelfth man is going to be um, Jason Crazier. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just, just because. He bring be, him back to the scene of the crime.
0: I know, uh, like I love Jason Krej. I think we really missed an opportunity with him, where we just needed, like he he had that great big off break that would drift away and and like. Cut back in, and like every time I think of it, him I just see that wicket of VVS Laxman that he got, where he just bowled him through the gate. The token off spinners, I think he could have been a lot better player if we would have just nurtured him a little bit better. Um, but he he did really well when we needed him in the subcontinent. Yeah, it's a solid eleven. Yeah, um, I'm going to go. There's
1: there are quite a few that cross over. Uh, But I've got a couple of other ones as well. Okay. So, go from
0: the top. So oh.
1: uh, Matthew Hayden, obviously, yeah. uh, was one.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, you can go into statistics as well. Like oh, Not okay. just, not you just to... me going, I remember this guy. <laughs> he scored some runs one time. Yeah. Well,
1: or well, Haydos averaged uh, 50 in the subcontinent with awesome.
0: uh, with 400 so, and 850. So this is kind of like going back through the quiz and seeing if I got the correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah.
1: So, yeah, so Haydos uh, was there. And then my other opener is Michael Hussey. I know it's a little bit of a cheat, but he didn't. Okay. because yeah, over the batting early. Yeah. Um, he actually averages 60 in wow. the subcontinent okay. with 400s and 550s. Uh, and I just think he's got a, a solid enough technique to face the new ball in the subcontinent. He's a great player of spin. He's, yeah. you know, Mr. Cricket can go just about everywhere. Um, yep. Yeah. Well, Mr. trick there. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Steve Smith at number three. Mm. Um Again, you know, the last tour to India we went, on, he scored a couple of really big hundreds over there. Yeah. Obviously a fantastic player of spin. He's got 400s and 550s playing in Asia. Yeah. Um, so I just can't go past Smitty at three. He offers a little bit with the, uh, yep. little bit of the ball, if I'm really desperate as well. Uh, I'm going Alan Border at four. Uh, oh, that's high. high for Border. Oh, Border yeah. used to bat at three at various points for the side. No, that's true. Uh, for yeah. The side. Um, uh, again, well, we talked about, Alan Border actually yep. has the second most runs by an Australian in Asia, right. second only to Ricky Ponting. Actually, really, um, but Ponting did play twenty eight Tests and forty eight innings. So he must have come good eventually. I suppose you remember this is also the this is the subcontinent. It's not just India. Yeah. So he would have played against Sri Lanka and and, yeah. and scored runs. He actually Ponting actually has five. And possibly Bangladesh as well. Yeah. Ponting has 510 ten fifty. So he just he struggled mm-hmm. in in India, but uh he looks like he was solid. It, that average is only at 42, so it certainly
0: was yeah. it dipped but, um, yeah, border average is at 54, so he's a... Uh, That's still a pretty good average considering that Harvajan got him out about six times for two runs or something. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah. If Arvajan, <laughs> like to, to recover from that and have a presentable
1: average. I'm, I'm sure Ponting was reaching out to those dark figures in the Indian bookmaking things. Can someone just take Harvajan out for me so I can actually have a go? <laughs> exactly,
0: yeah. Um, <laughs> just get Andrew Simons in the team. you will suspend him.
1: <laughs> Funny to say that. Yeah. Uh, so at five, I've got uh, Dean Jones again for the reasons that you said. But just like Dean Jones was a phenomenal player of spin. He was Why was
0: really, Dino not at four?
1: Or oh, I just felt border at four was okay. was a better fit. Yeah, right um, like just, yeah. Yeah, it's interchangeable. Like Fair yeah. Enough. yeah. Um. So border uh, Jones at five. You know, he's so quick on his feet. He's so good to the spinners. He obviously had that phenomenal innings in Madras that we yeah. all we all talk about. Um. And, yeah, he just happened you not having him. He's what, played, what, what
0: were his numbers? You said they were really good.
1: So he's played uh, 17 innings um, over there, and uh, I think he averages 90 in India. Right. 45 overall, 200s, 450s, you know, pretty solid, yeah, really good middle-order numbers. Yeah, right. From you know, nearly 700 runs from less than 10, 10 games. hmm uh, this one's a little bit out of left field. This is more okay. I'm applying the sk- applying the skill set of the man rather than any sort of. Are you going action- to go, Glenn Maxwell? I'm not going with Glenn Maxwell. I'm, going with, no? Glenn
0: Maxwell. I'm okay. going with Andrew uh. Simons. Okay. Yeah. Um, is that to take out Harbidgeon? No, Pontic <laughs> not in your size,
1: right? Just a bit uh, I went with Simons because yeah. he's a good player of spin. He is a big hitter. Um, yeah. He can also bowl right arm off spin and right arm medium pace. So he gives yeah. you a few options. But there could evens. he pull off the blue hair? I don't know if he could pull off, <laughs> but he did have the dreadlocks. Yeah, true. Yeah. The other thing too is that taking wickets is obviously incredibly important, but taking chances because you get so few of them, yeah. Um is really important and I've got Smith, Hussey, Border, Dean Jones and Andrew Simons as yeah. my in the ring fielders and there's there'd be that's some pretty solid fielders in there so mm. yeah. really good set of hands and Matthew Hayden's another one as well with a great set of hands
0: so yeah. um, there's no David Boone's amongst them. No no. <laughs> Although he's great at short Bo- legs. so oh, Boony
1: can yeah. take the catches but yeah, exactly. uh, I don't know how well he would have done prowling around That's like yeah. point cover. Yeah. Sort of region. So yeah, so he just he's he's a, a multi tool player, he's an absolute gun in the field. He can give me some off spin if if required. Um, uh, he can give me some right arm medium to spell the bowlers if I go with extra spin heavy. Mm-hmm. And and he's a quality lower order batsman that ha has shown that he's pretty good against against spin. Yeah. Uh, um, I also went Gilchrist, uh yeah, as well. Um, not really much to say about that. He's got four hundreds. I think it's about forty that he averages, but he's
0: got four hundreds in the, in Asia. So that's a good average for like considering that you're probably keeping long and hard days yep. there as well. Like to to average forty, and he's a sort of like
1: sort of player that can really take the game from you. So if you manage to get on an att- like a, an attrition wicket, and yeah. um, you know. Everyone's bowling a dry line. The game sort of grinding down to sort of yeah. really nothing, and then you finally get Gilchrist in. And you can just sort of really – imagine him and, and Simon's getting together and just really going yeah. after it to finish off a session. Yeah. Yep. Uh, at eight, I've gone with Richie Benno, the ah, man that Richie. the the, uh, the the trophy is named for. Get him in there. Uh, so Benno actually is, I think, our second most prolific wicket taker in Asia. Obviously, oh. there's a little bit of a caveat that these teams hadn't really established themselves as yeah. elite world class nations during Benno's time. Mm. But uh, you know, Benno is a handy all rounder, and I think playing in the subcontinent, especially in India, on spinning wickets, obviously you need spinning. You need spinners, and Richie Benno has taken 71 wickets at 19. for less than two runs and over in Asia. Mm. Uh, But you also need batting. You need to be able to bat long because you can lose wickets in clumps. And I think just
0: having Benno there at eight as that extra batsman. um, That is a good call because my tail is, is, you know, long. (laughs) (laughs) Just got to say, McGrath's at eight. um, (laughs) And it just gets worse from there. Maybe Um, maybe Kasmovitz at eight. (laughs) <laughs> that's you know, a long tail yeah but anyway five out all out yeah five out all out that's all <laughs> right the batsman that's what the batters are for mate <laughs> right
1: um uh Warren, i'm going with at nine um you were right yeah. he does have a really ordinary average i think it's up near 40 in, in india yeah but his overall average in asia is 26. all right so he has 127 wickets at 26 which is a a, a slight worse than McGill. I think McGill's 26.2 and Warren's 26.8. Right. So, um, so he found ways to be effective in Sri Lanka and, and Pakistan. Yeah. So, um, you mm-hmm. know, it's hard to argue with the best leg spinner that we've produced, even though he we, well, – yeah. I'd probably argue with him as a commentator but as a leg spin bowler.
0: I, I, I've i got to say, I did delight a bit in uh, in leaving him out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, but I did leave Steve War out as well. Yeah, Steve the, War. Both the War real, brothers have good yeah records he, in the subcontinent. He has a real affinity with with uh, with subcontinent as well,
1: especially um, Pakistan. He's got a couple of big scores in Pakistan. Yeah. Uh, and my two quicks: uh, Jason Gillespie at ten and yep. McGrath at eleven. Okay. Have a guess what Jason Gillespie's average is in mm.
0: Asia. I've got no idea. Just a ballpark. Oh, I know that he scored a double hundred in Asia.
1: <laughs> just give um, me just give me a ballpark. So, all right,
0: let's say, um, okay, his career average is around 26, 27. So um, let's say 30. His average in Asia
1: is 23. Wow. 54 wickets at 23. Right. I wasn't even thinking about Gillespie when I was putting this team together and I was looking through to see who's done what and
0: I'm like, wow, he mm-hmm. is
1: cleaned up.
0: Yeah, and so he's, he's, so he's the night watchman in your side? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I him at three almost. Yeah, yeah, exactly,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, and then McGraw obviously, as we talked about, speaks for himself, 70 wickets at 23 as well. Yeah, um, we knew he was going to be good. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, just it's a, a tribute to McGrath. That, like, when you look at subcontinent wickets, there should be nothing for him. There's no bounce. There's no seam movement. Um, you know, he should be a guy that batsmen look at. You know, he hasn't got any pace to speak of. Yeah. He's a guy that should be running in, and batsmen are like, oh, "I am just going to take this guy to the cleaners." Yeah, and, and he uh, just found ways. He just found ways to be effective, and it's yeah. just. Credit to, to how good a player he was. Yeah. Um, and my 12th man is Pat Cummins. And, again, that's one that I'm more speculative than yeah. evidence-based because Pat Cummins is, what, he averages
0: 19. Has he played in the subcontinent
1: yet? He's played a couple of games over there. Yeah. Um,
0: well, a couple of tests.
1: A couple of tests. I think yeah. he played against was it against Sri Lanka and then against India. Yep. So he's got fourteen wickets at twenty nine, and that was mm-hmm. when he would just just come back from those back injuries. So like yep. he's, I think it was his first Test back mm-hmm. after those that long string of back injuries was in the subcontinent. Yeah. So he was still a very young man, not the back Cummins we we know and love today. Yep. Um. But just the way he plays, he's he'll he'll find a way to be. I'd be shocked if Cummins doesn't have an effective tour of of Pakistan and India. He'll find ways to be good. And so the way I'd sort of work it is um, if I needed the extra quick, I'd probably drop Benno from the side yep, and run with Cummins. And if it looked like one where spin was order of the day, I'd use Simons as the... Right, our medium you, to spell the spell you, the players. Would and, you
0: consider dropping Warney instead of Richie?
1: Uh, depending on where I was, I might consider dropping Warney if I was playing <laughs> playing India. But that
0: being said, there's uh I don't know no Dravid and Laxman. Was, and I've still got rose coloured glasses from Richie after last week's effort.
1: So. <laughs> he t- takes his, took his wickets at nineteen, but then again there was um
0: yeah
1: I tried to to really wake up. Alan Davidson has an astonishing record in in Asia as well, but again. Yeah. A lot of the players that were playing in the the, the 60s, they hadn't established themselves as that yeah. those real final frontier elite world class teams just yet. So you got I yeah. try to balance it off mm. without taking just on purely numbers when you know the India of today is nowhere near what mm. they were in in 19, you, know, yeah. 60, you know, the early 60s and early 70s. The India are a much better side. Same with Pakistan. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's who we've got. Um, yeah. So we'll throw it out to all of you listening. Who do you think that the team that uh, either of us have produced uh, are enough to you can confidently take to the subcontinent and really expect? A...
0: Just just out of interest, um, was I right about Kaspervich? Uh, Kaspervich, <laughs> I think. Or if I completely, like, mixed him up with somebody else. But I remember him having a really good series in India.
1: Uh, 31 wickets at 33. Mm, okay. So not not, not amazing, old. but
0: not terrible. Um. Anyway.
1: Uh. McGill. Yeah. Like I said. 26. Who was your other? Colin Miller. Colin
0: Miller. Uh, I don't care what his numbers are now. I don't care what Funky's numbers are. I'm taking him anyway. 22 wickets at 32.
1: That's so, all right. So yeah. Yeah. Good, solid, hard-working attack. Yep. Yeah, so that, those are our sides. We'll obviously post them up on our social media pages so you can have a, a better look at them. But yeah, give us a shout out. Who, do you think we're on the right track? Have we missed any glaring people yeah. that we really should have selected? Who's, it was very this? hard for me not to pick Michael Clark.
0: Yeah. It was very, I didn't very hard. That. Yeah.
1: Um, mm-hmm. yeah, really phenomenal record,
0: especially against India. Uh, but uh, How exciting was it like, when he just. Debuted and and all of a sudden he's charging down the pitch and going inside out over cover like
1: he. I just as, love how as he's a old,
0: 20, 23 year old. Yeah, oh, yeah. got to ninety odd
1: just went nah. I want the baggy green now, thanks. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna score my debut hundred wearing a baggy green. Yeah, and and did you look? I would have looked like a muppet if you got out before a hundred. Exactly, I mean, he looked like a
0: muppet anyway back then. <laughs> 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 the, the frosted dips. <laughs> It was the style of the time. It was Smash the style. Mouth was very popular. He had, he had an onion on his belt, as he's <laughs> yeah. get, get me my bag of. Baggy green and an onion for my belt. <laughs> <laughs> got to get that Simpsons reference. Oh, I've got it.
1: All right, guys, thank you very much for indulging us. There's so much cricket to be talking about coming right up. Uh, you know, the test match between Australia and Pakistan, the Women's World Cup is right around the corner. It truly is the game that never sleeps, and that is why we love it. So, yep. next week we will be talking about the historic first test in the Benno Kadir Trophy. Yep. We're very, very excited. I think this is the most excited I've been. About a about a cricket game for quite a while. I'm I'm probably more excited about this than I was mm. for the first Ashes to maybe the, maybe the second Ashes Test. I was pretty excited for the first one. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm just frothing at the bit to go and get this, for this yeah. game to get started. I cannot wait. I think it's going to be awesome. Uh, it's going to be great to see Australia actually touring and being a good world neighbour again. Yeah. Um, and I'm just so happy for Pakistan that it looks so far so good. It's gone off without a hitch. All the plans are working. Mm. Everyone's safe. Everyone's happy.
0: And we're going oh, to see some it's, good cricket. It's prime time cricket as well. I yeah. I mean those series that I t- t- told you about. Uh, you know, remembering Hayden score runs and Kaspervitz, I came home. And, I would have been what 16 in 2001 and I listened to them on the radio.
1: (laughs) Excellent.
0: How far we've come. I didn't have Foxtel or anything back then. You just listened to it on the radio. And yeah, it's a different game over there because it it was really hard to imagine. It's like we're used to just beating everyone. Why is this so hard?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Teams come out, we beat them by a thousand and then they go
0: home. What's going on? I picture it in my head and I'm like, okay, why? Why is, Why is Steve Pon- War not scoring hundreds at yeah, exactly. will? Why is Ponting getting out to this off spinner all the time? <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, that was my that was my childhood. It's
1: it's, it's going to be good. It's a big year for Australian cricket. Um, you know, brand new captain and his first first point of call has been an Ashes series. At the last minute, he's got the call up for the job, and then his next job is take the team to Pakistan for the first time in almost 30 years so pat i hope you're up for it and i'm looking forward to see how you go best of luck boys best of luck to pakistan hopefully it's going to be some astonishing cricket. and uh until then bye for now see you guys over sports social podcast network it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper